1985, Joe Simpson became one of the first two people to summit the west face of Sula Grande in the Peruvian Andes. But he almost didn't live to tell the tale. Left for dead in an ice crevasse, Joe spent days crawling on a broken leg, fighting for his life. Hello and welcome to Incredible Feats, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm your host, Dan Cummins. You can find episodes of Incredible Feats and all other Parcast shows for free on Spotify. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. British climbers Joe Simpson and Simon Yates dreamt of being the first people to climb a mountain no one had summited before. Searching the world for unconquered mountains in 1985, they narrowed in on the west face of Sula Grande, a 21,000-foot peak in the Andes in Peru. 25-year-old Joe and 21-year-old Simon packed up their gear and proceeded to spend three days climbing through blizzard conditions, crawling up into the Andes. On June 8, 1985, they did it. They reached Sula Grande Summit. From now on, their names will be linked in history, just not the way they expect. Climbing down, the duo hits a steep patch of ice near a crevasse. Joe pulls out his ice axe to get a stable hold. He swings and the axe slides over the ice. Joe just can't catch a grip. He slips and he skids off a low cliff. Joe lands with a crunch that isn't just snow. His ankle breaks and his tibia and femur crash together, shattering his leg. He tries to stand, impossible. Joe calls out to Simon, his leg's broken and they still have miles to go. Thinking quickly, Simon climbs down to Joe, really looks at his leg, and then smashes him over the head with his ice pick, putting him out of his misery. It was for the best. No, that's nonsense, of course. He rigs their ropes together. They dig a hole in the snow for Simon to brace himself. Then, attached to Simon's rope, Joe slides through the snow. Simon's plan is to use a combination of ropes and gravity to slowly lower Joe down the mountain. And it does go slow. In the first hour, they barely cover 300 feet. This could get both of them killed, but the men keep it up for nine hours. Even as the wind picks up and the snow falls, it's exhausting, but it saves Joe's life. That evening, the downhill incline gets steeper and more slippery. Before Simon realizes what's going on, Joe slips down into another ice crevasse. Luckily, this time he doesn't hit the bottom. Now, dangling about 100 feet above the ground, Joe's stuck at the end of the rope. What to do now? Simon can't lower him any further or pull his weight up. He's exhausted. 150 feet apart, the men cling to opposite ends of the rope in silent commiseration. If they stay like this, they'll both surely die from exposure. They remain trapped in this terrible situation for over an hour. Then suddenly, Joe falls, crashing into the snow. He tugs the rope, assuming Simon has slipped. The rope comes closer, closer, and then Joe sees the severed end. Simon had cut the rope. Joe now spends the night at the bottom of the crevasse, screaming for Simon, hoping he's climbing down a different route to save him. By morning, Joe starts thinking he's going to have to save himself. He crawls in the only direction he can, down, further into the crevasse. If he's lucky, there'll be an opening along the way. And there is. After hours, Joe finally crawls out into a ray of sunshine. 
Out of the crevasse, he still has to crawl eight miles to base camp on a broken leg. Joe crawls for three days straight with no food left. Finally, around 1 a.m. on June 11th, Joe hears Simon's voice. Reunited at the base camp, they're elated. Though Simon left Joe on the mountain, awkward, they have an understanding. Simon did what he did for them both to survive. Simon's fingers were badly frostbitten. Had he kept hanging on, it wouldn't have helped. He would have eventually had to let go and he would have lost his fingers. Simon helps Joe through the three-day journey now to the nearest hospital. He arrives 42 pounds lighter than when he set out. Finally, 11 days after the accident, doctors operate on Joe's shattered leg. Joe Simpson makes a full recovery and continues mountain climbing. He also writes a best-selling book about his survival. Though some now see Simon Yates as a villain for leaving Joe on the mountain, Joe insists Simon's a hero who saved his life. Thanks for tuning in to Incredible Feats. For more episodes of Incredible Feats, follow us on Spotify. And for more shows like this, check out the other podcast shows, all available on Spotify. For more on this story, check out Joe Simpson's book and documentary, both named Touching the Void. For this episode, we found Joe's interviews with The Guardian and Red Bull incredibly helpful. And you can find more of me, Dan Cummins, by listening to my numerous comedy albums on Spotify or by checking out my true crime, history, and more podcast, Time's Up, and my true horror and campfire tale podcast, Scared to Death. Listen, be inspired, and go accomplish your own incredible feats. Come back for more incredibleness tomorrow. Incredible Feats is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. Produced by John Cohen and associate produced by Jonathan Ratliff. Written by Maggie Admire. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. Fact-checking by Kara Mackerling. Research by Umbika Chotera, Jay Cahio, and Mickey Taylor. Incredible Feet stars Dan Cummins. Dan Cummins.